the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. Verse 7, the wild oxen shall come down with them and the young bulls with the mighty bulls. Their land shall be soaked with blood and their dust saturated with fatness. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. The word recompense, it means to repay. And this is the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. People who don't understand God's nature misunderstand in one of two ways. Either they think of him as an absolute tyrant who is just looking for an opportunity to send a bolt of lightning down on someone, or that he is all love and is okay with whatever men do. Pastor Dan will be teaching about God's nature. You'll discover that he doesn't fit either of the two descriptions mentioned. Pastor Dan will be talking about God's true nature and what it has to do with you. What you find out may be sobering, but necessary for your growth as a follower of Jesus. And now open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 34 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I don't know if you know this or not, but one of the main migratory routes of birds is through the land of Israel. All the birds from Europe that migrate down to Africa and the birds that migrate up from Africa to Europe they migrate through the land of Israel. They have almost a billion birds that migrate through Israel every year. And so, Revelation 19, the angel is going to call the birds to come and feast on the corpses that are in the field. Verse 4, all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll. We've seen the same thing in Revelation 6. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falls from the vine and as a fruit falling from the fig tree. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Indeed, it shall come down on Edom and on the people of my curse for judgment. He mentions Edom here. He singles out Edom, but Edom represents all the nations of the earth. And the reason that the Lord singles out Edom here in chapter 34 when he's talking about the judgment of the nations is because Edom is Israel's oldest enemy. Edom is Israel's first enemy. Edom neighbors on the eastern side of Israel, just on the other side of the Dead Sea. And the Edomites were the descendants of Esau. Esau and Jacob. Jacob is Israel. Esau and Jacob were twin brothers. 
And we're told in Genesis chapter 25, verse 22, that when Jacob and Esau were in Rebekah's womb, they were fighting in Rebekah's womb. So before they were even born, they were already at odds with each other. They were already fighting with each other in the womb of Rebekah. And then after they were born, Jacob and Esau continued to have conflict with each other. And uh, they had this hostility with each other. And then their descendants, the descendants of Esau, the Edomites, and the descendants of Jacob, the Israelites, they continued to have hostility with each other. All the way through their history, the Edomites were constantly against the Israelites. All the way down to the New Testament. And in the New Testament, you have the birth of Jesus Christ, an Israelite. And you guys remember the Christmas story. You remember when Jesus was born and the three magi come? We don't know that it was three, but it's always that way depicted in the Christmas story. The magi come. The wise men come from the east. And what do they say? We've come to worship the one born king of the Jews, right? You guys remember that? They came to worship the one born the king of the Jews. And they say that to Herod the Great. Herod is the one appointed king of the Jews by Rome. Jesus is the rightful heir. He's the one born king of the Jews. Herod is appointed king of the Jews. Herod was from Edomia. Herod was an Edomite. Herod was a descendant of Esau. And so you remember the story. Herod ordered that all of the babies in the region of Bethlehem be put to death in an attempt to kill the one born king of the Jews. But Joseph and Mary fled down to Egypt and escaped. But you see, even all the way back from Genesis, all the way up to the New Testament, the Edomites were persecuting the Israelites. Even with the story of Jesus and Herod the Great. And so what we see here in chapter 34 is God will judge Edom now. He will judge Edom for their hostility towards Israel. And again, Edom represents all the nations. In one commentary that I have on Isaiah, the author wrote this. He said, Edom was a sister nation to Israel, but it hated Israel more than any other nation. Throughout all of history, we see a burning hatred of Edom against Israel. It is for this reason that Edom is frequently presented as a representative of all the nations that hate the Jews. Again, he says, For my sword shall be bathed in heaven, Indeed, it shall come down on Edom and on the people of my curse for judgment. Verse 6, the sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made overflowing with fatness, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra, that's a city in Edom, and a great slaughter in the land of of Edom. So here Edom is depicted as a sacrifice that God gives. Verse 7, the wild oxen shall come down with them and the young bulls with the mighty bulls. Their land shall be soaked with blood and their dust saturated with fatness. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. The word recompense, it means to repay. And this is the year of recompense 
for the cause of Zion. During the tribulation period, it is a time when God repays the world for its treatment of the Jewish people. It's a recompense for Zion. Verse 9 says, Its streams shall be turned into pitch, pitches, tar, and its dust into brimstone. Its land shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night or day. Its smoke shall ascend forever from generation to generation. It shall lie waste. No one shall pass through it forever and ever. Again, we know from our study of Revelation that with the trumpet judgments, a third of the earth, earth's vegetation, will be burned up with fire. Verse 9 could possibly refer to the oil fields that are in the Middle East and those being ignited and burned during the tribulation. It's just going to be devastated for generations, it says. Verse 11 says, But the pelican and the porcupine shall possess it, Also the owl and the raven shall dwell in it, and he shall stretch out over it the lines of confusion and the stones of emptiness. They shall call its nobles to the kingdom, but none shall be there, and all its princes shall be nothing, and thorns shall come up in its palaces, nettles and brambles in its fortresses. It shall be a habitation of jackals, a courtyard for ostriches, The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the jackals and the wild goat. The ibex shall bleat to its companion. Also the night creature shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. There the arrow snake shall make her nest and lay eggs and hatch and gather them under her shadow. There also shall the hawks be gathered, every one with her mate. The point here is the whole earth is going to be just destroyed and desolate by the end of the tribulation period. No one will inhabit it. It's just going to be left to the wild animals. Now look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, Search from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these shall fail. Not one shall lack her mate, for my mouth has commanded it. And his spirit has gathered them. Verse 16 is really a remarkable verse because here in verse 16, the Lord essentially says, write down what I said would happen. And then once it's fulfilled, once the world is judged in the tribulation period, uh, then you can go back and you can read what I said and you can see that everything I said came true, that it all came to pass. It was all fulfilled just as I said it would be. In other words, the Lord is saying, my word is trustworthy. Write it down, and you'll see it fulfilled. You can trust my word. You can trust what I say. My word is is trustworthy. It doesn't have any errors in it. It doesn't have any mistakes. It's trustworthy. You know, Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away but my words will by no means pass away. His word never fails. And he even challenges us here in verse 16 to kind of write it down and see for yourself that it's true and that it comes to pass and that it's all going to be fulfilled. 
Not one jot or one tittle of the Word of God will go unfulfilled. It's all going to be fulfilled just as He says in His Word. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He says in verse 17, He has cast the lot for them, and His hand has divided it among them with a measuring line. They shall possess it forever from generation to generation. They shall dwell in it. Speaking of these animals that are going to dwell in the land after it's left desolate from the tribulation period. So that gets us through chapter 34. And chapter 34 is the tribulation. It's Armageddon. That's the bad news chapter. Now we go into chapter 35, the good news chapter. After the tribulation period, remember from Revelation, after the tribulation ends in chapter 19 of Revelation, Jesus Christ comes back. And Jesus Christ establishes his kingdom on the earth. And so in chapter 34, we've got tribulation and Armageddon. Chapter 35, we've got the kingdom age when Christ is ruling and reigning upon the earth. So, verse 1. So now this is when Christ is reigning upon the earth. This is the kingdom age. When Jesus comes, He establishes His kingdom on the earth. This is when the prayer is answered. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That's going to be fulfilled and answered when Christ returns after the tribulation and establishes His kingdom, and His will is done on earth at that time, as it is in heaven. So now, verse 1. Then, during the kingdom age, the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Here he says the wilderness, the wasteland, and the desert it's, it's going to rejoice during the kingdom age. The desert will blossom during the kingdom age and be full of vegetation. It's the desert, the wilderness, the wasteland. It's different words in the Hebrew, and it's describing different lands geographically. There's a difference in the Hebrew mind in Israel between the wilderness, the wasteland, and the desert. But if you saw it, you would call all three desert. To us, they're all desert. But to them, some of it's wilderness. Wilderness is where you would take your sheep. There's green pastures. He will cause me to lie down in green pastures. In Israel, you would call it a desert. But it's a green pasture to them. So we take your sheep. Uh, The wasteland, it's dry land. Uh, There's really nothing you can do with it. But it's different from desert. These are all distinctly different geographic areas. But we would say they're all desert. In the kingdom age, they're all going to blossom. They're all going to be full of vegetation. They're all going to be lush green forests. Over in Isaiah 51, you don't have to turn there, but Isaiah 51, 
verse 3, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden, like the Garden of Eden, and her desert like the Garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody singing out in the desert because it's the garden of the Lord. The wilderness will be like the garden of Eden during the kingdom age. No more desert. Now, Romans chapter 8 tells us that creation, all of creation was marred by the fall of Adam. That all of creation, as beautiful as creation is, It's corrupted by sin. It's corrupted by the fall. It's marred. In Romans chapter 8, it says, creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So the creation is in bondage and corrupt right now, but it will be delivered. Romans chapter 8 goes on to say, all of creation groans and labors to this present time. It says that it, Labors like a woman and childbirth. It's waiting for its redemption. As beautiful as creation is, it's groaning. It's laboring. Because of the corruption, the fall. The fall of Adam didn't just corrupt mankind. It corrupted all of creation. In our Revelation study, we mentioned that when Jesus died on the cross to redeem mankind... His death also redeemed back the earth. And that's what we see unfolding in the book of Revelation is when he's redeeming back the earth. He not only redeemed man through his death, he also has redeemed the whole earth for man to live in through his death. And all of creation is groaning and laboring right now, but Jesus has redeemed creation and he's going to restore creation and make it like the Garden of Eden, where even the deserts will blossom during the kingdom age. If you remember in the Gospels, Jesus told the parable of the man who finds a treasure in a field, and he goes and he sells everything, and he buys the whole field so he can get the treasure out of it. The treasure is is mankind. It's the human race. The man who finds the field and purchases it is God. He purchased it with the blood of his son. But he didn't just buy the treasure out of the field. He bought the whole field. He purchased the whole world so that he could get the treasure, man, that's in the world and redeem that. So he's redeemed man. He's redeemed the world through the cross. And during the kingdom age, he restores the earth. He restores the earth. Verse 2, it shall blossom abundantly. We're speaking about the desert here. And rejoice even with joy and singing The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. He says here, the deserts will become green and lush as the forests of Lebanon. Again, those living in Israel, they they know what he's saying there. The forests of Lebanon are very green, very lush, very beautiful. And he's saying, this is what the deserts will be like in the kingdom age. The excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. The Lord will display his glory by making Carmel and Sharon beautiful with vegetation during the kingdom age. Carmel and Sharon are beautiful now. 
But it's telling us in the kingdom age, that's when the Lord will really show his glory in those places. So he says, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Now, why does he say that? Because the Assyrians are threatening to invade Judah. They're threatening to destroy Jerusalem. And the people are afraid. And they're frightened and they're trembling and they're shaking with fear because of this invasion that is is coming. He says, so just strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 you should highlight in your Bible or underline it or circle it or whatever it is you do. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong. Don't be afraid. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. I love verse 4. Here he's telling us how we're to strengthen the weak and how we're to strengthen the feeble and the fearful. And he tells us the way to strengthen the weak and the fearful is tell them the Lord's coming. (laughs) I love that. Tell them the Lord's coming. The Lord is coming. We say, don't be afraid. Jesus is coming. He will save us. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 4, the Apostle Paul says essentially the same thing when he spoke of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for the church. He said, then we who are alive and remain on the earth at that time shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And then he says, thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Hey, we're going to be with the Lord. The Lord's going to come for his church. And we'll always be with him. We're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. The Lord's coming. And we should comfort one another with this. Even today, as we maybe are fearful and afraid and trembling at the things going on in the world or the things going on in our own life personally, hey, the Lord's coming. Hey, the Lord will come. The Lord will save you. Don't be afraid. Jesus is coming. I love that. And then, verse 5, in the kingdom age, when Christ has come to save his people and he's ruling and reigning upon the earth as king of kings and lord of lords, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. And verses 5 and 6, wonderful. The kingdom age, when Christ comes, there'll be no more physical disabilities when Jesus is ruling and reigning upon the earth. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, They're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. 
we can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize